I was doing this Deepak Chopra abundance meditation early on in the pandemic. And it's like a 30-day meditation and it's guided and you do all these writing prompts and stuff. And it helped me to get really clear about what I want from my life. I want to buy a house with a backyard. I want to get a dog. There's nothing that's going to stop me from buying a house or getting a dog or having a kid if that's what I want. Would it be amazing to do that with somebody? Like, yeah, of course. But none of what I want is contingent on another person like providing it for me. I'm still young, right? Like, I'm still in my 20s. But like, I don't want to be single for the rest of my life. But if I am, like, I'm stoked, you know? My first crush was in preschool. His name was Andrew. I had such a thing for him. I used to literally chase him in circles around the school, basically. My first crush at that time was also Leonardo DiCaprio. So I think that was like very much around the same time. Like I had like a Titanic poster in my room. Everyone I think had a crush on Leonardo DiCaprio at one point in their life. Very quickly after that, I started going for like the bad boys, I think. <laughs> like I had a crush on like the kid that was always getting in trouble. He always had to sit by himself at lunch. He was always in punishment or something. And he was cool. We were like probably in fifth grade and he had like bleached out hair. You know, like I was like, whoa, this guy's so sick. We romanticized the bad boys. Where do you learn that shit from? You like learn that shit from TV. We learned that shit from the movies, you know? It's like, you want to be the T-Birds. I never wanted to be a cheerleader. I wanted to be like Danny Zuko. My dad and I always watched movies together. His favorite movie is Heat with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. And I probably saw this film a hundred times by the time I was eight or nine. I know every word to that movie. Now, does this guy have any idea what's going on with this kid? He would always pause the movie and turn to you and start talking to you about why this scene was important. Or he'd be like, pay attention to this. This is my favorite part. And it was kind of always like action, heist, sort of like high drama stuff. I'll tell you my favorite line from that movie. Val Kilmer gets in this huge fight with his wife and Robert De Niro's like, well, why don't you split up? And Val Kilmer looks at Robert De Niro and he says, for me, for me the, the sun, sun rises and sets, sets with her. And Robert De Niro just like nods his head and he's like, okay. okay. I feel like Val Kilmer's such like a poetic dude. So maybe that was part of it, that I just associated it with importance. You're rooting for the bad guys. At some point, that imprint was made on me that you could root for the bad guys. You were never like doing anything wrong by doing that. They always had the better stories and the better outfits too. <laughs> I liked bad boys, but I liked bad girls too. I was obsessed with Cruella DeVille. <laughs> like, Maleficent. Oh dear, what an awkward situation. I paid no mind to anyone that was like remotely like a moral hero of the story. 
I always liked the villains, I think. I had hoped it was merely due to some oversight. I think I like always wanted to be a bad girl and I also want the bad guy. So it's like, I don't want the good guy at all, you know? The bad guys like don't want me. They need the good girl to like feel good. They're like, oh, I need the validation. I'm like, let's go rob a bank or something, <laughs> you know? I definitely partied. I was like smoking cigarettes in my leather jacket and stuff. I think I've smoked my first cigarette in middle school. I mean, I grew up in New York. It's not like that crazy. I think kids do grow up a little faster here. You know, I was always like, I'm wearing black. I always kind of like had a puss on my face and made sure that like nobody was going to fuck with me. I never wanted anyone to think I was a bitch, but like I never had any desire to be like approachable as a teenager. I could sense that people were sexualizing me and I felt like the only way to protect my power was to scare people away. Like men and women, you know what I mean? I feel like I took on this character, like I chose this role for myself as a very young person. And I felt that this shield that I had on, I was like, this is how I'm gonna protect myself. We literally arm ourselves, right? Because the world's a tough place. And I think at a certain point, it's like that actually was holding me back. It was like I was so committed to living my life one way that it was like there was no room for me to grow. Like that person that was like smoking cigarettes with the leather jacket, wearing all the eye makeup, like she had to be that. I was like, the world expects me to be this person. I don't know who I am if I'm not this person. And at a certain point, like it stopped working. I'm like, what fucking movie am I in? That's the thing, like, I have no idea what movie I'm in these days. I have more crushes now than I've ever had. So I was at Cafe Reggio one day, which is one of my regular spots, and I see this guy. I was like, he's so cute. And he was sitting with three girls. I had my back to him and I kept doing the thing. I'm stretching, like I keep turning <laughs> to try to make eye contact. And he totally didn't see me and he was wearing these really garish pants. I think they were orange, but like, they could have been any color, but they were really ugly and bright. And I didn't think anything of it. He completely ignored me. And then like two days later, I'm on First Avenue and he came up out of the L train and I knew it was him because he was wearing the same pants. And I was like, oh, it's the guy. And he walked right by me, didn't even look at me. I was so bummed. And this is like two years ago. So I was sitting in a pizzeria and I had the view out the window and he walked by. I got the full view. I just like watched him walk through four windows and then away. And I was like, bye. <laughs> I don't think that any of this would have been memorable if it wasn't a situation where I had seen the same person wearing the same pants like six times in two weeks. And then I didn't see him for like a year. I saw him like two weeks ago. He was at a coffee shop and I walked by. He was sitting outside. I was in like Uggs, puffer. It was my worst look. I could have been anybody. It was not sexy. But we finally made eye contact. I doubt he's like, oh, that's the girl I've been seeing around for cheers, but I've been seeing him. 
Maybe it's one of those things where I'm gonna have to make the first move. This is my weirdest crush, to be honest. So my long-term celebrity crush was Robert Pattinson. And I recently had to break up with him. I actually never thought he was all that cute. I mean, he's like a handsome dude. He kind of looks like my dad. So I was always like, he's not like really my type. And he seems pretty normal. He's like not bad enough for me, right? I watched that movie, Remember Me. This is so embarrassing. Do you know about this movie? Spoiler alert. This movie's from like 2009, I'm sure nobody cares. So at the end of the movie, he dies on 9-11 at the World Trade Center. But the movie's about like the two weeks in his life up until that. And I really connected with the movie because it's like this New York romance, but they went to all my spots. And I'm not talking about like all these like hot, 20-something New Yorkers that are like, support the Strand. I'm talking like, I've been shopping at the Strand since I was five, you know? I've, I love to read. The Strand and Barnes and & Noble and Union Square, like those were like my safe spaces. Those were places where I would go and literally sit and read in the stacks and be like, good on my own, so happy. So like he works at the Strand in that movie. When I would get in fights with my parents, I would walk out of the apartment. And I would walk all the way up to Central Park and I would go sit at the Alice in Wonderland statue for like hours. And then I'd walk all the way back downtown. No phones, like my parents had no idea where I was, but that was always my spot when I was sad. And he like takes his little sister there after school and she's having a hard time. They like go on a date at like the San Gennaro feast. I'm like, that's my dream date. Like I just want someone to win me a teddy bear and like eat a Zeppeli. That's all I want. You never even have to see me again. <laughs> like, let's just go do that. That movie I just connected with on like a very like personal level. I liked that movie, so I still didn't really like him, but I got really into film and he started doing all these weird movies. He did Cosmopolis with David Cronenberg. He did Maps to the Stars. I love the movie Maps to the Stars. I think it's fucking brilliant. He did The Rover. He was just making all these really interesting movies that nobody was seeing. I had this moment with him. This is when my crush started. He was like on the cover of a magazine or something. He was like microwaving pasta or something stupid which is embarrassing. It was like Robert Pattinson styled in his own house. This is like early pandemic. It was like a selfie that he took in his house where he was quarantined. And like the house is a fucking mess and he's wearing flip-flops. That's just kind of like, fuck. I feel like he like needs a girlfriend who wants to do his laundry or something. You know, it wasn't just the one thing. It was like that with the flip-flops, with the, like, the thought of a man, any man, in a dirty apartment wearing flip-flops, microwaving pasta. You know what I mean? It's just like one too many no's for me. <laughs> That's why you never want to meet your crush, because they'll crush you. Now he's going to be Batman. I think he's going to be a good Batman because 
I feel like Bruce Wayne is totally walking the line between like, am I a good guy, am I a bad guy? And I think the thing about villains is they think they're good guys. Or maybe like they do have the right intentions, but it's like everyone else thinks you're a total shithead or something. And it's that thing of like, does it matter what the world thinks of me? Or does it matter what I think of me? I almost need like a new character. I'm almost too much like, my dick's hanging out all the time. That's a good way to be, you know? But it's like, we can't all be Matthew McConaughey or something. Like, we just can't. Some of us have to go to work. Our job isn't to, you know, be Matthew McConaughey. Sometimes you gotta like put on your big girl pants, go to work and go do the thing. So I think I'm like at a point in my life where I don't think I need to like arm myself. That's not who I am today. That's not what I do anymore. Maybe it just protected me from being vulnerable because I was afraid that I was gonna get hurt by people or something. I think I'm learning how to figure out where I fit in the world as me. Whereas before I felt like I had to morph myself into someone else to fit in the world. Now I'm like, okay, I'm me. I know who I am. I'm good. So where do I go? Where do I feel wanted? Where do I want to be? Like, that's like the interesting question to me about like work and life and stuff. I don't need anybody. And I felt that way for a really long time. And I can't think of anything more flattering. I don't want to be with somebody who needs me. I want to be with somebody who like fucks with me hard and wants to be with me. It's not that crazy. All you need is somebody that you want to spend time with. You don't need somebody who's going to pay the bills. Like you don't need somebody who's going to measure you. You only need somebody that you like and you want to spend time with. That's it. That's what humans do. They sort of like puff themselves up like pigeons and go on a date and they're like, this is what I do and like, look at me. And it's like, it's like this false self that we can present or something. People change. I'm really into Tom Cruise right now. Eyes Wide Shut is one of my favorite movies. I think it's a fucking masterpiece. Tom Cruise in Magnolia, I think, is unbelievable. He can act. He's the hardest working guy in Hollywood. He doubles down. He commits so hard. I was in the mood to watch an action movie a couple weeks ago, so I watched Mission Impossible, and I was like, whoa. Tom Cruise is literally scaling the tallest building in Dubai. I'm like, there's no way that he's doing that. But he is. He fucking is doing it. It's mind-boggling to me. He's not putting out a movie where he's not flying the plane. Like, if you see him flying a plane, He's literally flying the plane in the movie and acting at the same time. I feel we should all aspire to be on the level that Tom Cruise is at. I think it's so interesting how super ambitious, highly successful, like very daring people have sort of like a presence of God in their lives. Like I find that really fascinating. I feel like I'm trying to channel my inner Tom Cruise right now. I don't wanna look like I'm doing the part. Like I wanna do the part. 
I know what I want in my life. I know the type of person that I want to be and making sure that like I'm the best version of myself to make sure that like that's the person that I'm bringing to the table every day. That's what I want, you know? I don't know who I have a crush on these days, you know what I mean? Honestly, I have a crush on myself. I love my life. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my jobs. I think of myself as a little kid, and I think about everything that she wanted to be. My seven-year-old self would fuck with me hard. I'd be like, fist bump, like, I got you. I'll be your best friend. I have your back. We're gonna fucking do this shit. We live in a very weird world, I think. You don't have to give a shit, but like we choose to, right? Like we choose to invest emotionally in people. That's the best thing about having a crush, right? You don't need to have a crush on Tom Cruise. Nothing but time to crush. <laughs>This is my poem. It's called Ode to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise, you're fucking cool. Vanilla Sky is a good movie. Three exclamation points. I love you in Minority Report. I love you in Interview with the Vampire. I love you in Magnolia. Jerry Maguire, come on. You go super fucking hard. I wish I was on your Christmas list. All I want for Christmas is a Tom Cruise cake. I loved when you had braces. It was a strong look. The only way you could look more hot is if you wore Uggs. Oh my God, wait, you did. I just Googled it. You wore Uggs in eyes wide shut, which means Stanley Kubrick said, I want it that way. Fucking legends, both of you. The only thing cooler than being an action hero is not letting anyone make an action figure of you or use your face for a video game. I don't know why it's cool, but it's cool. I don't know why you made this choice, but I feel like it probably has something to do with Scientology, which isn't even that weird considering you were a devout Catholic who went to seminary to become a priest. Did you have a vision where God told you to become an actor? Probably something like that. I feel like your superpower is God and it makes you able to fly planes and act at the same time and do all your own stunts. You literally are Ethan Hunt. It's crazy how you made such good movies in the 80s, how you held Jack Nicholson down in A Few Good Men, how you're still as ripped as you were in Top Gun. Are you kidding me? Tom Cruise, I love you. You are so cool.